How did the meetings go? That's the question everyone's been asking me since I got back from L.A. I nod and say, well, see, with just enough mystery that they continue to think I'm interesting, but enough nervous energy to make them think I'm going to land a spot on whatever show Conan is doing now or pumping gas for James Corden's karaoke Corolla. When the truth is, I did technically go to the HBO offices, but I mostly sat outside in the rain and ate one of L.A.'s famous footlong hot dogs. Defeated, I tried to find the Quibi offices, but all that came up on Google Maps was an octagonal structure in Culver City, which I had my lift driver circle, or I guess the octagon, but I never saw any door, just a seamless black metal structure near an old deco movie theater in a place that sold pillows. Plagued by a case of woe is me and bad weather in L.A., I made it back to LAX just in time for my flight to be delayed for three hours which meant plenty of time to people watch in the cramped Delta Terminal 3. And sometimes, just when you need the light of the goddess, she appears. In this case, it was an elderly woman. Let's call her Pam. And she was working on her iPad as her husband snoozed next to her. I snuck a few bites of my Starbucks egg white sandwich and tried to see what she was doing. It was a coloring book type app where she filled in colors with the tap of her finger and the image she was working on of a little church with a tall golden steeple and a shining cross on the top. Some sheep roaming the ground, so I guess a country church. And there she was, this Pam, painting her faith by tip-tap-tapping in God's glorious pixels. Oh, to be so content with such simple pleasures. There's something to be learned there. Perhaps instead of grasping for what's yet to be, I should enjoy this time with you now which is what I'm going to do. So let me slow down and reach out for what's right in front of me, the glowing energy orb that opens up and leads us to a place we call the Deep Night. Oh, friends, it's me, Dale Seaver. And I'm so happy to be your host, guide, and guru through this next hour of Regrets and Revelations. We have such a strong show for you tonight. We come to you, as we always do, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And the year, the decade, is almost over. To think I started this decade with a dream. To start podcasting. To bring the best in emerging talent that I saw rising like the oil to the surface of the Gowanus Canal and making its way to the top through the muck and mire of show business to amplify the voices of creative individuals I both admired and envied in equal measure. And now here, ten years later, still in the same place. I guess if you hitch your wagon to a Superfund site, well, one can't expect things to move quickly or in a linear direction. Nonetheless, though I may be just... Here, here is a fine place to be. I have explored so much with you over this decade of conversations, moving from Dale Radio to the deep night, trading fine suits for comfy turtlenecks, as my areas of interest and my waistline have expanded. Moving from whiskey to wellness, which has proven only marginally better for my person. So I must thank the guests, the many women, yes, the few men that got in there, and those across the gender spectrum who have joined me over the years. Your time has made my time on Earth better. And to you, my listeners, well, your support means the world, the multiverse even. And I'm so inspired that after an autumn spent resting up, 
we'll be returning to do some live shows in the new year. New York in February, but first back to beloved San Francisco in January for SF Sketch Fest. The info for those shows is up on the site, so please check it out. My guest today, oh, I tell you, like so many of my guests, you'll be hearing a lot more from them and soon. Rachel Pegram, a great comedian, uh, a great person, and we talk a lot about her biographical uh, uh, trajectory, how she goes from a kid in Denton, Texas, uh, to, to doing so many things that I'm about to tell you about. My goodness, I'm always so fascinated by how personal history informs the present, as you know. Now, Rachel has been in the Adam Sandler Netflix movie the week of with Chris Rock, Rachel Dratch. Pretty good. She's also appeared in the movie Don't Think Twice, which is just wonderful. I watched it recently, and a beautiful uh, picture of comedy and what it takes to be kind of in a group. And for television, she's been on The Chris Gethard Show, Chris Gethard Presents, Full Frontal with Samantha B, The Light Show, MTV, BET, Comedy Center. You get the picture. Rachel was chosen in 2019 as one of the Just for Laughs New Faces characters. In 2018, she performed at Clusterfest as one of Comedy Central's Up Next Variety Comedians. Rachel performs regularly at Union Hall as a writer and a performer with Lo-Fi NYC and as a co-host of That Shit Ray, a monthly late-night variety show. Sounds like a lot of fun. She's very busy. She's also a regular performer on Ask Cat at UCB Hell's Kitchen and, as if she needed anything else, she's part of the superstar team making a the new National Lampoon Radio Hour on Forever Dog, a great new podcast. So let's go now to this podcast and my conversation with Rachel Pegram. Rachel Pegram, how are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. What a joy and an honor it is to welcome one of comedy's fastest rising stars to the deep night. Oh, wow. That Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's true. I feel like you're somebody who's just uh, very busy, uh, uh, lots of great projects. Uh, what does this moment feel like for you? Uh, you know, I mean, I, f- I feel... Uh, what? <laughs> Not, you know, particularly um, rising necessarily, but, you know, fine. Busy. Oh, good. (laughs) Well said. Uh, Do do you feel uh, anxious at all? Is there any kind of uh, pressure that you're feeling? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. You know, just like, like, you know... um, just it feels like you know like oh yeah you do it a lot but that also you're not doing anything <laughs> yes yes well what what we're doing is so intangible in some ways yes you go up and uh, have the make em ups yeah. and uh, make them laugh yeah and if they don't laugh well there's the next and one and then you got to move right along <laughs> that's, that's right <laughs> well are you somebody that generally handles anxiety well uh maybe yeah <laughs> it's possible <laughs> It's also possible, no. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See, I was having a little panic attack uh, the other morning, and by the other morning, I mean this morning. Uh, (laughs) And I don't know why. I've been, you know, doing stuff for 20-some years. Yeah. And so why do I still feel that way about comedy? I shouldn't. I don't know. Yeah. Things on the horizon. Did it just get to me? Yes. Yeah. They. It's never ending. It's never ending. Yeah. There's always that next thing. Yes. No matter how great or how high that last peak it's like, well, then you're on you to the next keep, valley. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is there anything you like to do, though, to calm down, to relax yourself, self-care? Uh, you do the meditation, do the cooking, do the exercising? I uh, I do try to do some yoga. There we go. Yeah. I, I hadn't been doing yoga in a while, and my boyfriend recently noted that uh, 
wow, you seem so much um, happier. He, I don't know what exactly his wording was. And I was about to say more pleasant. And I was like, I don't think he would have used language like that because he's very generous, kind to me. Um, but no, he was just like, oh, you, like I could kind of tell that you'd gone. And I was like, well, I think it's helpful, you know, so, to you know, bring you back to, to the world. <laughs> Well, it must be a very wonderful relationship for you to navigate that uh, conversation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, very chill. You know, he's he's in comedy. He's just got as much bubbling in his brain as yes. I do. Yeah. But to bring that up to a loved one, you seem a little, <laughs> you know, no, no. less uh, pleasant to be around. I mean, he'd be upset if that's how we knew that, why I framed it. And that's not what he said, but I don't remember what he right, said. Right, okay. He said, you know, around, or something around that regardless you were able to start it up again yes. you, you took the hint and um, yeah and and now i'm gonna be happy because my boyfriend wants me happy Ugh. yeah yeah modern love hey you know just <laughs> let me wallow bitch you know that's what i wish and what are we talking about hot yoga uh regular yoga you got a mat you're walking around with a mat um i would say both yes and sometimes uh, okay. in regards to the mat okay i got it <laughs> i tried the bikram once. Oh, but that one's different. Isn't it hot? It is hot, but it's got the the guy who started is like kind of a cult leader, well, right? They're all cult leaders. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. This one's specific. <laughs> this guy's bad. He was like making no, the women he's really do bad. weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the hot aspect of it is fine. Yeah. But his stuff was weird. It's also his stuff was like a very specific breathing and like technique sequence. I bet it was. No, God. <laughs> wow. Wow. But I mean, there's a lot of uh, grift. In the wellness community. Oh, I know. For sure. I mean, listen, I'm in it. I'm deep yeah. in it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, we're selling rocks at a certain point. Absolutely. Uh, but there are many people that are, um, and I'm wholeheartedly at both uh, 100% believing in all of it. Yeah. I have to because I want it to work. Yes. And also very keenly aware that if not the number one person, that number two person in the hierarchy right. is the one that. You gotta watch out for right because they're gonna they're gonna get them. Yeah, they're they're angling. Yes, for power. They're yes. amassing their allies. Ang- yeah, angry. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of anger in yoga. Uh, no <laughs> peace. It's good. Although I did get angry recently. Yeah. What, what happened? It was only because like, one of those yoga studios changed its policies. Oh dear. Out of nowhere, told none of us. What was the policy before, and what they did they change to? Gave free mats and towels. Pretty nice perk. Yes. Yeah. And then said, now you have to pay for them. Yeah, you see? But you had to know that was coming. No. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> this studio has, like, not a lot to offer. Blindsided. I mean, that's not true. It's a nice studio. Yeah. But, come on. But the frills are few. Yes. Which is what makes it affordable. They don't have a shower. <laughs> and it's hot yoga. Ooh. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Throwing a mat. Throwing a mat. Throwing a towel. <laughs> you got to wash it anyway. Yeah. You know what I didn't appreciate the... Two times I went to a gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, not complimentary water. This is a fountain, right? No, like a fridge with bottles. Okay. And then you took the bottle out, which, number one, not very eco-friendly. I get right. it. I get it. But you think I'm going to haul around a water thing all around the town? I, I don't think so. A water thing? You know, the bottles, the metal you, containers. You can't. You can put pop it in a backpack. Well, then I got to carry the backpack. Pop it in a pocket, maybe. Get one of those ones that collapse. Oh, that would be good. You seen those? I have seen those. Yeah. That's. It seems like that's hard to clean. No, because <laughs> nope. then you can make it small, and then you can go in there with okay. your hand. If it's it's got a pretty wide top, and you can yeah. you could put a full wrist 
up to elbow probably. Wow. Yeah, full forearm. I bet you can put all sorts of things in there. You bet. Yes. Yeah. I made Jello the other night. In a water bottle? Not in a water bottle. Oh, okay. But in a nice bowl. Oh. But I made sure to pick a glass bowl so I could really see it jiggle. <laughs> you gotta. It's been a long time since I had jello. When's the last time you had jello? I couldn't say. Exactly. I couldn't possibly say. You got a flavor favorite? Um, <laughs> green? Really? I'm, I'm just picking one. Unusual. How is green weird? I feel like green's pretty normal. I guess it is one of the standard I, colors, a, but. Great? No, no, sorry. God, it's not grape. It's got to be apple or something. You know, I don't even know what. I guess it could be some yeah. kind of apple. Apple. Green. Green, green apple. apple. Oh. Sour and sweet. Well, okay. Like a Jolly Rancher. Now we're seeing things. <laughs> so, but you stuck with the yoga place. Yes. And uh, it's, okay, fine. You got to pay for the mat. Yes, yeah. It's fascinating. And... <laughs> <laughs> but that helps, doesn't it? Yes. It gets you back on track, mm-hmm. centered to do the work that you're doing. Yeah. Do you feel like it's just a stressful time all around? It's, it seems like it's in the cosmos that this is. Maybe it's just me again. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like universally yeah. uh, it's very hard to, to kind of ratchet down uh, to some kind of uh, place where I'm at peace. Speaking for myself. Yeah. And sometimes the phone scrolling is a form of meditation. Yeah, and that sucks. It sucks, but yeah. I think that has be, that's true. And that may be a little controversial to say because everybody's right. like, get off the phone. But I think that's what we've just tuned to because Right, it's, you're just kind of like disconnected scrolling and swiping. Give me all the information. Right. Let me drown in it for an hour it's or two. It's so much. It's so much. Someone was saying this, like, you read, okay, you know, and I can't, I can't possibly keep saying these quotes when I don't know what they are. But uh, it was like, my favorite kind of quote. It's like the amount of like information that when you're scrolling through Twitter, it's like reading, like, this number is wrong, like 500 newspapers or something a day. It was like, it was like a very high number I remember in my head. (laughs) And he was like, yeah, it's just like you're reading like so many different like news articles. It's like, that's why it's incomprehensible that, you know, people are like, you're taking in too much information. Yeah. Yeah. Well, take that, uh, Gramps, you know, with their reading all the newspapers. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Looks like I'm reading 500 newspapers. Yeah, but it's also no one's reading an article. No. When's no. the last time anyone read anything other than a headline? It's true. Well, that's why I, I recommend for anybody out there listening who may be a little bit stressed out or feeling it or the phone doesn't do it for maybe that just ramps you up or it gets you you know yeah. uh i'm going to recommend that folks get some blue agate set it by their bedside uh-huh. and maybe a couple of fluorite wands okay really brings the temperature down temperature yeah oh yeah okay the stress levels and that's a rock those are rocks those are crystals oh crystals yes crystals, crystals. yeah yeah exactly crystal rocks do you do any meditation you know i try i tried Kind of couldn't. It's difficult. I didn't. I didn't get into it. Yeah. And also, I didn't want to pay for it. There um, it is. And it was like, <laughs> you know, the apps are like, okay, you get the trial ones, and the trial ones are like, okay, so that was three minutes of meditation. That's now, right. do you are you interested? And I'm That's like, well, I don't know that I got anything from that. Yeah. Yeah. They give you the free mat and the free uh, whatever. Yeah. And then they take it away. And, and then, then they immediately take yeah. it away. In app purchase, all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. It was. I a wonder free how app. many uh, of of us have meditated for exactly three minutes or yeah. whatever the trial period is. Mm-hmm. And then no, none ever again. Or just keep using that same one. Yeah. Let me ask you this. How many times have you used the discount code Subway? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Definitely have. A lot. On so many things. Yeah. Sheets? Yeah. You, you bet. 
on socks. You bet. Groceries. <laughs> groceries. The little, uh, you know, hello, uh, fr- you know, fresh, you know, <laughs> That's right. blue apron, all of those. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. just make new emails. <laughs> Keep making new emails. I like this kind of entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit you yeah. have, Rachel. Yeah. Where did that start? You know, just from being broke. <laughs> Just not having money. It's comedy. Yeah. <laughs> it's comedy, isn't it? Well, uh, let's take uh, take us uh, back, though, to give us a picture of young Rachel okay. growing up there in Denton, Texas. Yes. What's that like? A suburb of Dallas? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A suburb of Dallas. It's just north of Dallas. Uh, but we also feel very, you know, independent. Uh, I think Dentonites, as we are uh, yes. called, uh, of Little D, which Big D is Dallas. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, it was it was all right. I I definitely feel like going back. I enjoy it more than maybe I did as a kid. Uh-huh. There or like I I like liked it, but it was also very hard. Like I felt very like my identity stuff with growing up in Denton was really difficult because I was like, I went to a school with like a lot of like uh, white people. And then I went to like a church and lived in a pretty like black area with like, and so it was like a very like interesting intersection of like myself and understanding my relationship with blackness. And then also being in like Texas and like how much religion there is there. And like how much that was also very much a part of my life all through growing up like seven days a week. Um, what church are we talking about? I went to I was I was pro, raised like Protestant, but it's so the denomination is the Church of God in Christ, uh-huh. which is Kojic, and it's mostly black people. Uh, the you know the place where we still have lots of segregation church, uh-huh. and um, so that was mostly black people. But then my school that I went to was uh, Episcopalian um, for the first like. I don't know, kindergarten through sixth grade. Yeah. And I, that was Episcopalian. And then, but in the last two years, switched to be a ca- uh, not, um, cathedral school. So the school was called St. Vincent's Episcopal School, but then it changed to be the cathedral school because of all of the stuff that was coming out about the Catholic Church. Oh. And they were like, we don't want to be affiliated at all. Yeah. Um, even though I don't think it was happening at my school, but then they said, now we're a cathedral school. Um, but then I left that school and I went to, honestly, uh, a strangely more aggressive, uh, um, what is it? Like, ideology-wise, that school was more open to things. Like, we had a Uh world religion class and we, like, learned, I don't know, real school stuff. And then my other school was like, so evolution is fake and here is why. And (laughs) this is the textbook. And in the textbooks, you're going to see there's, like, a giraffe, like, like, and why a giraffe couldn't have evolved. And, like, if you have a Harry Potter book in school, you're going to get thrown out. And then after that school, I was like, no, I'm going, I'm going to public school. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but a giraffe is a weird animal. Definitely that. Uh, 100%. Yeah. However, Yes. uh, clearly everything has a purpose. (laughs) Uh (laughs) And and it's got to get the tall leaves somehow. Yeah. You know, the ones on the high. Uh, What's the uh, Kojic, other than being predominantly black, what Mm -hmm. is the Kojic uh, 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 preaching? What are they talking about there? Is that very conservative in terms of things? Where was that on the spectrum? I mean, not, I guess, like, in some ways, like, restrict, 
deceptive, but it, it to me it didn't it doesn't feel that way. Like that feels like that feels normal for church level. Uh-huh. Like it just like that's what I associate with like how church is. So it's just like you like if you're a woman, you wore skirts like you didn't really wear pants to church like that would kind of be frowned upon. People would maybe talk about you and if you're wearing a skirt and it's like, you know, above a certain length, you know, like somebody yes. like you need to be wearing tights or like have a slip on and like, uh, you know, th- like not showing a lot of like cleavage or like your arms or something. Um, I mean, I remember even just being a kid and like wearing a skirt, but like sitting in the choir and then like having an old woman come and put something over my legs. Oh. Um, and <laughs> And it's just like, okay, well, ultimately we shouldn't be sexualizing a 12-year-old. Um, and yes. yeah. yeah, so I was like, I don't know why anyone's doing that. Uh, but were but, you feeling that at the time? Like, ah, this is, were you chafing up against that, thinking this is not uh, aligning with it Rachel? didn't until, like, much later. Like, not until high school was it like, oh, what's going on? And that's because like, you saw, you had other social circles that you were in that allowed you to see? Kind of, yeah. yeah. I think it was that, I mean, honestly, I think it was that I was, like, going to school and, like, learn, like, truly that, like, I went to classes and would, like, learn about other ways people believed and yeah. participated in church. And that I, like, went to a school that was, like, had a lot of church in it. And then I would, like, go to other people's churches, like, through that and through my other relatives. And so it's like learning about all of this different stuff and like also going to like public high schools where I finally got to like meet people who were like a little different than me. And like, I was like, oh, church doesn't have to be like this. Like there were like things that they would say about like LGBTQ people that I was like, this seems weird. And like, why? Like why? Um, It's like very, the preaching is very like fire and brimstone, like hell or nothing preaching. Um, So in like the focus of church is like saving your soul. And, you know, there's like other aspects, obviously, outside of that. But it's like, you know, you don't want to go to hell. Right. That's like the main part of the message, which I think that's, you know, overarching for Christianity. But on a day to day level, it's not really applicable to just constantly be thinking, well, I don't want to go to hell. Um, (laughs) Right. There's there's also uh, maybe don't be so judgmental. Be tolerant. Right. Considerate. Uh, Right. (laughs) There's those things which. I mean, having grown up not with fire and brimstone, but with this other idea of yeah, hell does not factor very large for me with in my faith and yeah. how I consider it. No, it's not always the 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 alternative is only that. It's right. just that oh, we should. This is how we should comport ourselves. Yes, like you should be a good person, even if it doesn't mean that you get to go somewhere special. Right. <laughs> like right. it's just like you should just like be kind and understanding and connect with people and like even if they don't believe what you believe, does that mean that like even if they're not gonna go to this special place that you believe in, like yeah. does that mean that they don't deserve to have an equally good life? And it's like no. Yeah. You should still be able to talk to them and like interact with them. And I would find so many people not able to like connect with uh, people of different religions and belief systems and like ways that they like were and like who they are. And I was like, well, I don't like the way that those people are being treated. And I think, I think it was probably around high school that I started to be like, Hmm. And then I got to college and I was like starting to question, have big, big question marks about the whole thing. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. But like in high school, I think it was like, well, this doesn't feel right. And like, I remember talking with my mom about it and she was just like, yeah, (laughs) 
<laughs> they, you know? they they were okay with the decision to move away from that? I mean, no. Even the choice to go to more public school? My, I mean, I also framed that. So that was like, it's twofold. So it's like religion and it's like a, a race. So like the, when I wanted to leave that school, it was also very racially based. And I was like, mom, if I stay in this school, because I was like one of the only black kids there, hmm. I was like I will never get to go on a date. Because I was like, none of these white dudes at this school want to kiss me or anything. And the, all the black dudes, which is two, um, all the black <laughs> dudes at this school, uh, one of them already has a girlfriend and the other has never looked at me in my life, in my eyes. And I was like, this is not happening for me here. Right. We have to go. And I wish I couldn't, I wish I could break it down on more racial lines, but truly this school was insane in that I think that was all that we yes. divvied it up upon. Um, so and, maybe hormones played a part too. Yeah. And so I said, <laughs> I'm not going to get fucked at this school, and <laughs> I'm also <laughs> it's, it's so religiously aggressive. Uh, I need to go somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. Well, good that you did. Yeah. That's, I remember having a conversation in public school uh, with uh, somebody who was more of the uh, religious uh, conservative yeah. side, but uh, all presenting as a normally <laughs> functioning person for sure. Uh, about whether or not Adam and Eve had belly buttons. Oh, sure. And I just couldn't believe that that's what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, like I've mean, heard... i You're well advanced in your career <laughs> as a student of, yeah. of the world. And... You're going to hold on to that? Adam and Eve. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I was Come told on. by a youth pastor once that Adam and Eve did have belly buttons because when God was done, and this isn't really going to be effective for a podcast, but he said, I'm finished and I'm finished. Uh, poking. Poking. With the God poking finger. with his finger yes. and, and said, done and done into their, into <laughs> their bodies. Okay. <laughs> and that's what I'm a youth pastor told me. So, unless one of them had an Audi. Well, and, and then just they a little would be bit sinners. A little bit stuck to Ultimately yeah. sinners. <laughs> Ultimately sinners. <laughs> a, and, and so it was a more uh, racially mixed public school. It was, but still pretty white in because retrospect. I, because Denton is not that, uh, is there It's like you a know, large black population there? But it's a good, I don't know the actual numbers. I don't, yeah, that's okay. I don't need numbers. <laughs> but like roughly, you know, there's like a good amount of black people and like a good amount of uh, uh, Latinx folks. Yeah. And, uh, and also, I went to school with a good amount of like Indian and uh, Korean people as well. There's like pockets of folks. The yeah. only people that I like really did not have in my school and did not experience growing up were Jewish people. And I remember in school there was like one Jewish kid and like that was it. And every but everybody was like, I think he is Jewish. And we were like, yeah, hey, you know, and he was like, cool. Yes. Nice. Um, in <laughs> retrospect, I like, I hope I didn't make him uncomfortable, but I was just like, Oh, that's cool. Like night, you know? Um, did he get kissed? No, he did not get kissed. Oh. I mean, I ultimately, it took a while to get anyone on my mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah. As they say. <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, was there, um, it seems to me that in your, Present comedy, mm -hmm. uh, and there's a lot of characters that you do. Yeah, yeah. Were there characters that you've drawn from that time, uh, from that place, from that era, uh, and and incorporated now? Or there, were you always observing the way people behave? It seems like you're keenly aware of sort of how people interact with one another yeah. around certain issues of race, religion, yeah. uh, maybe old ideas. Um, I mean, I don't necessarily. 
I don't feel like there's like, oh, that's like where I could point to something and be like, oh, I'm doing that because of this person or yeah. something. But there's definitely like uh, uh, ways of thinking about things that came from being treated certain ways from mm -hmm. growing up that like incorporate themselves into like comedy. Yes. And from what I've seen, uh, there's a, in a few of the characters, mm -hmm. there's a tendency to want to stay on the path. Yeah. But they veer wildly off in yeah. this direction or that direction, but still try to snap back to whatever that <laughs> central code yeah. is, whether that relates to the religion idea of trying to stay on the straight and narrow or else there's consequences uh, right. or not. I don't want to make such a direct con uh, connection but uh, I really appreciate that that there's a, there's this trying to maintain normalcy yeah but being wildly unable to do so yeah um I guess I think it's I guess I think it's fun but I have I don't know that <laughs> yeah it well, is it yeah. is <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, but were, were there things that influenced you as a young person uh, culturally uh, were you drawn to comedy and uh, were there characters in movies and things that you were looking at uh, yeah. I mean, I was really drawn to, like, when I, I guess the first few things that I was drawn to, like, culturally were, like, muse like musicals. Like, I think, like, uh, like Cinderella, the one that was with Brandy and Whitney Houston, oh, yes. and that one was, like, very significant for me. Like, I remember loving it and watching it, like, constantly on repeat. Um, and I think I loved, like, it was, like, silly and, like, also, like, such beautiful music. Um, I think, like, comedy for me... I I never like as like I feel like there are people who are like I knew I wanted to do comedy when I was like three and I was like well I did not I was not aware that I was going to do comedy at three I like wanted to be a performer since I was in about the second or third grade uh -huh. when I wrote down an absolutely psychotic aspiration which was that I wanted to be a triple threat and I can't tell you where I heard that language from <laughs> but I did write it down um and say that that's what I wanted to do when I grew up and uh was Brandy I, a triple threat you know did she, she must have danced right it had to be something probably I don't know that I would consider her a strong <laughs> actress but uh if she was a dancer and a singer that's enough for me um can I ask a question yeah. about the Cinderella thing though because that happened a little bit after my my time mm -hmm. and I wasn't clued into it in the same way obviously it wouldn't have the same meaning for me yeah but um it, it's it, it's a musical version of, is it the Rodgers and Hammerstein version? Yes, yeah. But but just an all black cast. No, so it was Brandy was Cinderella, and then Whitney Houston was her fairy godmother. But then her wicked stepmother was Bernadette Peters, oh. and then her stepsisters I don't I don't remember the actresses, but the one of them is the red haired girl who is also in You've Got Mail. If you're no, but <laughs> but You've Got Mail, and then there's okay. a, another black actress who play her stepsisters, and then Jason Alexander. Well, no, he's not related to anybody. But he does play uh, uh, the like jest announcer, jester. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. And then uh, Whoopi Goldberg is like the queen. Yeah. And then this other white guy who's in a lot of stuff is the king. <laughs> and then there's an Asian guy who is the prince. Okay. And so like the cast is like uh, diverse. Yes. Okay. And like doesn't like take care of like 
well, if these two people were to have a child, it wouldn't look like this or whatever. It's just like, who cares? It's fantasy. It's all made up. Like, it's like, yeah. Which I think is a nice device, especially for like a true fairy tale where it's like, yeah, this is really made up. Right. (laughs) So like these just need to be human bodies and then it doesn't matter after that. And and you didn't see the kind of outrage that people had with like this Little Mermaid business. Right. No, no one cared. No one cared. It just I mean, was I on. I think especially, because I think I understand people being upset in a, in a situation where it's like, this is a story that is like, you know, whenever that fake outrage or uh, that, I, no, sorry, fake story of like Julia Roberts <laughs> playing, you know, Harry <laughs> Tubman. I'm like, that's absolutely a lie. But it's yeah. like, you know, obviously that would be disrespectful to the storytelling if we had a bunch of white people playing slaves. Yes. However, I feel like in a fairy tale, because we know the story is made up, because we know that it's like silly and this world is fantastical why not have you know a fully like whatever cast of yes. whoever we want to play whoever yes which is cool now with that cinderella did you have mm-hmm. is it a vhs situation yes You're just wearing it out yes i think originally i saw it on abc because they aired it instead oh, of in yes. theaters they aired it on abc uh-huh. and i watched it then and then i got it on vhs and i watched it on vhs constantly and then that halloween were you cinderella was it that kind of a thing well you know i really didn't celebrate halloween uh because of how religious really <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I i dressed up like maybe one year uh-huh. or maybe two my mom wanted me to at least be normal in that regard were you and mary then... or something <laughs> I think I was a cat. I was a black okay. cat. Okay. You know, dangerous. Okay, yeah, bad. Talking about a witch's familiar. <laughs> yeah. Um, just kind of got that in, and then I was out the door with Halloween. Really? Um, yeah, didn't really, didn't do it. I think it's why to this day when people are like, "I'm preparing on my Halloween costume. I've been, I've had it for months. I've had it for weeks," and I'm just like, Halloween feels like really not my uh, my holiday no yeah. well if you didn't participate in it no so you don't do it still I, you don't do it not really yeah no oh okay yeah interesting yeah did you have any any dress up stuff with cinderella no didn't take it to that level i don't think so i just remember being a cat okay <laughs> i remember <laughs> being enough. a cat and yeah i mean i don't mean to say that i don't do halloween i do go to like halloween parties and i do like put on a costume but like there's no like i'm i don't have i want i would love to have one year where it feels like this means something but it hasn't happened yeah 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 well and sometimes you get there and you think really yeah this pun was it worth it right yeah no and never no then people asking what you are anyhow right uh so but were you then doing musicals were you inspired by that to 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 do theater to to pursue that in high school yeah, in high school, I def I did musicals. I did a lot of musicals. Did all the musicals. Did yes. I also did some plays and like and before high school, I did like a lot of plays in theater and stuff. Like my mom uh, put me in a program because I was really interested in it. Sure. And like that's you know, and it's also because I went to New York um when I was in fourth grade. Uh, to and I saw uh, Thoroughly Modern Millie, which should have been wow. no one's, you know, initial <laughs> jump into theater, but it was mine, and I loved it. I yes. was obsessed with Thoroughly Modern Millie. 
deeply problematic in retrospect. <laughs> uh, uh, not the whole thing, but you know, aspects. Yep. And I bought the CD. I remember my mom got me the CD. And then I've got uh, that big book that's just, you know, oh, the big yeah. picture book just that they used to sell is yep. just pictures. Yep. I got that. And then when I got home, I bought the, um, like the selected book of songs from Thoroughly Modern Millie. And I uh, sang them a bunch. And then when I had my like first real uh, theater, musical theater audition, I used one of the songs from it. And I, I sang it uh, to be in a children's production of Annie. Oh, yeah. Wow. And did you get that? You got it. I w- was cast, as you know, just orphan on the left. Uh, <laughs> and honestly, I was really disappointed. I was really hurt that I didn't get cast as a named orphan. Yeah. But I do think it's because even as a child, I did look old. And <laughs> I looked, prob- I was probably 10 and I looked like at least 17. They were like this old ass orphan. I was told that I would have to use ace bandages to wrap down my uh, my tits at the time. Really? Yeah, they were like- Fourth you... grade, is that what you said? I, what? I don't, you know, really the timelines are all yeah. over the place. Okay. But I know that I was a child, like I wasn't in high school and I wasn't in middle school. So yeah. I was, you know, f- between fourth and fifth, but I did have boobs and they were like, you gotta tape them down. And so I remember I had to buy like two sports bras and like a regular bra to like squeeze them down. And then, but I was still wearing like a big sack. Like it didn't matter. Like no one could see anything. Also again, why are we sexualizing these children? Also who's to say that in Annie, there wasn't a big titty child who is still a child, but that has boobs that we aren't going to sexualize because she's a kid. And it's the 1930s. Right. 40s, whatever it was. Yeah. 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 Anyways. I really not a lot of slinky uh, orphan outfits. No, no, no one's gonna be. Or should see, there be? But no, I'm just there's saying. not gonna be like the sexy orphan. It's like a long flannel shirt or something. Yeah, it was just I was like in a big sack, just yeah. a big sack. Yeah. And I mean, I really wasn't involved in that musical. I just remember <laughs> I would be backstage with all the other girls. Honestly, the way that they treated us was really like adults in a way that I don't think they should have because yeah. we were just sitting backstage playing cards <laughs> and then like really talking about our lives and how growing up was hard. Yeah. And then would and then we'd get like, you know, stage managers like, "Okay, coming up in 5." We'd be like, "Okay, we'll pick this up when we get them back." Like <laughs> step out the cigarette. Yeah. Put it out. Yep. Yeah. There a barrel fire around there. Sounds like you were really embracing the role <laughs> of the, the street urchin. Yeah. Uh, well, that was an early taste of showbiz though, wasn't it? I think, you know, yeah. I think so. <laughs> little body issues, right? Uh, not being treated well, yeah. Uh, weird sexual part to it, for sure. And uh, well, but that was the bug. Yeah, you got the bug. <laughs> got the bug right then and there. I will say that I can relate to the looking older. Yeah, because I was forever the father, the grandfather, <laughs> yeah. the older guy. I mean, putting the the baby shoe polish, the white shoe polish, in the temples oh. to do a little graying. But yeah. uh, I, because sometimes if you have a, a deeper voice, you yeah. know, which uh, settled in for me about the sixth grade, mm-hmm. then that just meant, okay, so uh, that's, I'm the head of the corporation. That's our guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. right. Uh, but you uh, then somehow translate this, uh, and you do all the musicals and theater, so it's mm-hmm. not like you stopped at that point, uh, to go to NYU. Yeah. Which I don't know why it took me so long, but it took me about uh, eight years of being here and doing this show to mm-hmm. realize that it's a college town. New York is. Yeah. <laughs> and NYU is one of the big ones. Yes. And if you're in the Tisch thing over there, by gosh, you know everybody. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's a fair assessment. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 did you find it to be a supportive community that you are still in touch with now? They're all the same people. Uh, <laughs> like who's who's the class that yeah, you were there? I well, like so I went to school for musical theater, but then it became quickly like I don't want to do that anymore. Classic really. switcheroo. Yeah, yes. and so I was like, yeah, this isn't for me, and I didn't like how the program was run exactly yeah. uh, for my purposes. Uh, and I like ended up finding comedy then, and so I did Hammer Cats while I was at NYU, which is like the sketch group. Okay, and that's who those are the people who I would say the most I connect with still. Uh-huh. So like I don't really know the people from my class as well, and like sometimes I'll see them, but like yeah. it's like oh hey yeah you like they're not people I still constantly talk to, but the people that I'm still close with are the people that I did like Hammer Cats and stuff with. Um, but then I still know people who are like, wh- like, because of that, then, you know, like, it's like, oh, I didn't go to school with this person, but they were on Hammer Cats like three years ago. So now I know them because I go to their shows and like, right. and it's while I was at school, like uh, everyone who ran that group was like, okay, so we're going to go and like, go see this person who's doing their show, like at the pit and like, let's go see it. And so we, like to connect us to everybody who had been through the program. And you still perform with some of them? Oh yeah, I yeah. I host a show with someone that I went to. Uh, oh, see, NYU with. There's something about a sketch group. Yeah, you end up being very close with the people. Yeah, I think so. You really have to rely on them. I yes. In a way that you don't for many of the other forms. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even improv, because that there's something about building something together. Yeah. And and have it be written and then rehearsed. And in the same way that a theater production happens, you get For a sure. closed cast. But when you're doing the same thing over and over again and you get to see them do many different things, anyway, I'm a fan. No. Came, came I through it myself. <laughs> uh, and I'm still close to those to yeah. those folks. Should there be an adult version of Annie? Just an, an all adult cast? An all adult cast of Annie. I'd like to see revisiting Orphan mm. on the Left. No, just, so it's like our so it's the state the same story, but they're all adults. They're all adults now, but like not later. It's not like Annie too. No, 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 no. It's like this is Annie, same and they're thing. all grown. Yep. yep, we're just doing away with the artifice of children on stage. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's cool. Assuming that's an artifice, I'm, <laughs> I mean that is the story. There <laughs> should there are definitely real children <laughs> no. when they do Annie. Yes, yes. <laughs> Those are real kids. I know. Would and, be and, crazy <laughs> otherwise. But, but wouldn't that be nice? Just to yeah, just to, you know, to circle it, back. Just do do away with that part of it, the yeah. weird part of it. Just have us be adults. We're all adults here. We get it. You <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. Jason Alexander could still be part of it too. Wow. You know. <laughs> Jason Alexander could not. No. <laughs> no. 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 Inappropriate for him to be involved. Too old. I think so. Okay. All right. All right. So just like a nice young, young yeah. people. I mean, he could be, you know, one of the other, you know, people, but not a. I don't think he should. No, be not one of the orphans. One no, of the I don't orphans. mean that. I don't yeah, mean yeah, that. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh Go yeah. On. Oh, of course. It's not. just like he could be, you know, the Daddy Warbucks or. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that is that something to his name, Warbucks? Warbucks. Is yeah. that because he like war profiteer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? I assume. I never thought about it until this moment. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's an awful name. It's not subtle. No, not at all. <laughs> but you kind of just like you're like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, was he just you know, yeah, a war? Huh. Yeah. That's why he had to soften his heart from being such a cold and uh, criminal. Yeah, <laughs> fully a criminal. Personal. Yeah. A person. 
Uh, and then do you get involved with UCB? Is that a similar kind of a community as NYU? Yeah. And certainly I, there's overlap, but I mean in oh, terms yeah. of being a supportive uh, deal. Yeah, I think so. I I feel like there are people – it's interesting because like, I definitely felt more involved in the community in the very beginning – and now it's kind of feels like the same thing. There's like a few people who like I still talk to and I'm like really close to, uh, but I don't feel as like close with everyone. But I feel closer to the people who I like came up at the same time with at UCB than I do with than the people I like went to college with that I did like musical theater with. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, sure. And some of them went in different, yeah, all, sorts all of different directions. directions. Yeah, I did the UCB in L.A., mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say fast friendships yeah, yeah, <laughs> developed yeah, yeah. out of that. There's often a kind of weird mix of people that decide Definitely that they want to take intro to improv, that. or it has been suggested to them right. that they would benefit from an improv class yeah. because of something weird going on at work. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's It was an interesting... The first few classes I took were definitely interesting, the makeup of everyone that was involved. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really yeah. questionable choices. I mean, honestly, there I there were a lot of points where I said, I probably should go. Yeah. Just yeah. based on people around me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, there are a few things I thought, I should call this in. Yeah. Uh, I'm worried about what this right. person's home life is like. Yeah. A lot yeah. of bodies in the trunk where a popular, you know, <laughs> recurring like, what's motif. that about? What is going on? Um, and so, and then you did the, some stuff with Chris Gethard on the mm-hmm. Chris Gethard Presents, and you did a whole thing about elegance. Yes. So I thought I would ask, what does elegance mean to you? Oh, you know, I think elegance is just... A big, 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 big ocean, and then you're kind of just like laying back on a big, big raft, and you got two cocktails in each hand, and then you're wearing like big, 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 big uh, pearl necklace, you know, and just like floating, and no one's looking for you, (laughs) and no one knows where you are, (laughs) and you don't know where you are. But it's just beautiful, and but someone's taking a picture oh, well, from the sky. Okay, that's good. They're taking a picture, <laughs> boop, and then it's perfect and it's done. But then you kind of just lounge. Yes. Enjoy it. Yeah. Because you own that whole part of the ocean. Okay, good. Because at first I thought maybe this person is a shipwreck survivor. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Just enjoy this it. Is, they're just enjoying enjoy what they okay. own. Okay, I'll put my concern aside. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds very elegant. Yeah. I would have also accepted metallic wallpaper. Wow. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, especially in the bathroom. Oh. That's nice. Sh- so- uh, soft? Like no. that silver metallic, maybe with a nice deco pattern. Oh. oh. You're just going to carve out something in there. Well, <laughs> you, could, you could. Or it could <laughs> just be printed just nicely. Yeah, they could have a texture or not. Yeah. Both. I or mean, you texture. Could, you could some... leave a little, um, like oh, a I little exacto knife, <laughs> so that people can leave messages on it. Yes, I could. Yeah. <laughs> people really cut into my wallpaper would be an idea. I think that's true. <laughs> I think it's a good idea. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. Now you're involved in this new thing, the the National Lampoon Radio Hour. Yes. A new podcast. Yeah. Series. Uh, series. I don't know. What do you call it? I, I hope it's a series. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, how did that come about? Uh, because uh, that's got a lot of uh, past deep night guests on there. Yeah. I'm happy to see all the people working. But it, uh, And it's wild to see this kind of 
creaky brand, yeah. I'll say, uh, rejuvenated by some of Brooklyn's best comedians. Yeah, I I think it, it was really cool, very like random. I feel like everyone was like. It wasn't as if we were uh, like a crew all together, yeah. but um, like just kind of got asked and if I wanted to be involved and I was like, yeah, that seems very cool. But then that was like very like uh, that was like maybe in the summer of this year and I didn't really hear much about it again. And I was like, well, OK, maybe this isn't happening. You know, people promise you things all the time in this industry. Tell me about and it. And then you never hear from them. So yeah. I, you know, I'm like, OK, whatever. It's it, that's fine. But then it was just like then, it, like, you know, later on, like cut to later that year. It's just like, oh, do you want to do this? Like you like we want you and like this is what it would be. And like you'd be writing and then you'd be performing all of them. And I was like, that sounds awesome. And then I was definitely nervous to be in the same room with everybody because uh, they're all so like talented and funny. And it's also all people I know, but not really anyone that I've like worked personally with Um, like not anyone that I'm like I don't know. We've never worked on anything together. Right. You don't know what that rapport is going to be like. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, but it ended up being so lovely. It was so nice. And, uh, you know, I was only scared for a week. <laughs> and, and then after that, it was, you know, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're all pros. Yes. And that's what it made me think. Are there other brands you'd like to take on? Other brands I'd like to take on. What's that? You know, hmm. No, I don't really want that one. <laughs> I was thinking of like any good brands. Or like what's like what's a brand, you know? Could I could I so like you know how like there's like, oh, this is like a reboot, you know? Yeah. And it's like but what what if I I, just me, wanted to reboot Key and Peel, but they aren't gonna be involved. <laughs> but it's just me. Yeah. And it's Key and Peel and yeah. it's me. Yeah. And it's the Key and Peel the reboot, Rachel. Yes. I say go for and it. And it's just mine. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not involved. Okay. Not even EPs. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that might take- But Comedy Central says yes. They're on They're on board. And yep. everyone's on board. Somehow, legally, it's okay uh-huh. to not have them involved at all, but be using their name. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I mean, we've already pitched a reboot of Annie, so right. Key and Peele would be nice, a too. A Key and Peele reboot. Everyone yeah. loved Key and Peele. Yeah. Just keep it going. Yeah. So I'm just going to bring different. it back. Yeah. You'll barely notice it. <laughs> and you'll barely notice the difference. See, I was thinking I would take on that Buster Brown shoe company. Did um, you have Buster Brown? I don't know what that is. I don't I think. think it was out of business by the time you were growing up, which uh, may uh, deflate this whole uh, premise. Um, no, that's okay. But it was uh, kind of a little dandy fella uh-huh. from uh, like Victorian era, Oh. I think, okay. I don't know, around like 1900s or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had a little dog. Oh. And it was a newspaper strip. And somehow it also became a place where you could buy children's shoes. Oh. Now, even in the 70s, this was an outdated idea. Mm-hmm. By the 80s, it was nonsensical. Right. Except they had Buster Brown and whatever the pooch's name was uh-huh. with helium tanks, and they'd, you'd get a balloon with all, every shoe purchase. Oh, okay. I'm not saying the shoes were nice looking, but yeah. it's what we all had. Mm-hmm. But this little dandy, 
I mean, is there a better time to have somebody who's a little bit maybe gender fluid? Yeah. A uh, little, uh, you know, queer shoe yes. seller. Yes. And dogs are very popular. Definitely. And just like really like amp that up. Bring it back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A woke Buster Brown. And But they're still selling the shoes. Still the same ugly shoes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that the is shoes the aren't getting an update. No. Okay. The idea is just like anything that was so uncool will become cool oh, eventually. Oh, sure, sure. So sure, just sure, really sure. lay into that. Yeah. Just. Old stock. You don't even have to make new shoes. Whoa. How about that? Bring them back. <laughs> That's right. I mean, the investors are going to love it. They're going to love it. There's some guy who's just, you know, crying in debt because he's still got all those shoes. <laughs> That's right. And you're really going to help him there, out. There's a warehouse in Encino yeah. somewhere. Um, well, I'm happy to buy some airtime on uh, Key and Peel. Yeah. Rachel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Key and Peel, Rachel. Yeah. It's just a space. There's not a colon. There's not a comma or anything. It's just Key and Peel space, Rachel. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Not even my full name. No. No. And not my last name, which would be what they did. Yeah, right. First name. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. We're like really good at this. I think so. Yeah. It's Comedy Central. Give, give, a, give a ring. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you've come in today and we've done such yes. good work. Yeah. Yeah, thank for, you I for think having me. Everybody should be happy about that. <laughs> and we leave the world a little more elegant, yes. a little more hopeful, mm. a little more comfortable, a lot funnier. And um and, and when does the radio hour go? We we're not exactly <laughs> we're sure. Not exactly. But possible. we'll post something and you always have regular shows yeah. all the time. Yes. And uh you're going to go to Denton for Christmas? I am going to Denton for Christmas. Okay. Yeah gonna do all the Christmas stuff my love for Denton really has skyrocketed as I grow up yeah and every time I go now and Denton's like grown too so like there's more like there's always been a lot of local businesses but um I keep buying stuff that says Denton on it oh I almost wore a big sweatshirt that says Denton on it <laughs> that I have you got a pillow and, okay wow so really being pointing <laughs> out the holes I mean if you're a fan Okay. Okay. I have shirts. Okay. I have shirts. Good yeah. shirts. A cutting board and a big sweatshirt in the shape of the county. Wow. Damn. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, just ruining my pride uh, uh, of little D. Well, I'm trying to give uh, the boyfriend some ideas. Oh. For gifts. I hope he's already got my gift. <laughs> Well, I hope so, too. But sometimes yeah. the custom orders from Denton take a little while. Well, Is he going to go down there? No, 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 no. I don't think so. No, okay, no. that's fine. He's going. He's going to his home, Connecticut. Oh, oh. yeah. Ooh. The North. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. New England. Even. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we wish him well. <laughs> hope he makes it. Hope he makes the train. I, I do too. I do too. And I hope you reconnect in the new year. With my boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, oh, you just mean like see him again. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I was like, yeah, we're fine. <laughs> this is me, nervous. I'm going to text him after this. Oh, it's good. all cool, right? There's nothing I need to know. <laughs> well, Rachel. Yes. This has been delightful. Thanks. Thank you for coming in. All my best to you. Uh, best wishes uh, for the solstice. Thank you. And, and to you. Thank you. Yeah. Rachel Pegram, I'm telling you, wonderful. Be sure and bookmark her page, commit her name to your memory, and be ready for what comes next. I know what I'll be doing next, and that's hand-dyeing my solstice robes and polishing my crown of quartz points. Typical Thursday stuff. Now tickets are on sale for our January 19th show at SF Sketchfest, and then soon we'll be announcing details of our February 12th show in New York City. All about love. It's time for a little love, isn't it? So look for both of those things on deepnightshow.com. Till then, remember, 
that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead. Deep Night with Dale is independently produced and performed by James Bewley, Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaro, Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Production studio space provided by Harvestworks here in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or tune in on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thank you for listening, and this season, I encourage you all to leave your portals open.